0: I'm Dr. Greg Winteregg, CEO of the Private Dentist Alliance. I want to talk to all of you students out there today who are wondering what your future is going to be like as a career in dentistry, as an assistant, as a hygienist, as a dentist. Where is this profession going with the rapid increase of the DSO movement? I'm here to tell you the PDA is going to help you and I want you to become a member today. It is free. Now why should you become a member? You're gonna get weekly video updates from me and you're gonna get regular updates of our newsletters from the Alliance on exactly what is happening and how we are going to help preserve and protect the private practice of dentistry. Now to me, the most important advantage is you are going to get access to our job board. What is that? Our private practicing members all have access to our PDA job board. Which means, if they have an opening in their private practice of assistant, hygienist, doctor, front office staff, they're going to be able to post it. And you're going to be able to check up regularly. And as our membership grows, we're going to be covering larger and larger territories across the United States. If you are looking for a job in any position in the office of a private practice, you need to become a student member today. It is free. Go to www.privatedental.org and become a student member today. You're going to love your benefits. Do it now.
1: What is up, guys? It's your boy Ben Havis back out of with Dental Student Podcast. Today we have a super cool interview for you. We talked to Dr. Jose Roque yet again. He sits down with us to discuss all things AGD, his process for getting in there, what it's like, what you should look for in an AGD program. And then he goes through all these different clinical uh, pearls and materials. Yet again, he talks about what he likes and what helps him become the top clinician like he is today. And he discusses everything that he uses to make his clinical procedures go much more efficiently. They go, they go much more easy for the patient. And it helps with patient retention and calms their nerves quite a bit. So as always, follow us on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. Let us know what you think. Give us a like, comment, review. We love to make this the best podcast we can for you. So as always, stay safe and buy bond.
0: So, um,
2: all right. So let's let's shift gears a little bit here. Let's talk about AGD because everybody is always asking, should I do residency? Is it valuable? You know, some people think, okay, maybe I should just start off and let's let's hit the ground running. What do you, what do you think about? How was your experience? What people should not do AGD and who should do AGD?
3: Yeah. Um, That's a good question. I mean, some would have argued in my class that I didn't need an AGD. I mean, we went to a dental school that didn't have specialty programs. We got to do a lot of cool things and got a lot of experience in those four years or those two years of of clinical. Um, You know, I I was kind of in a peculiar situation where, you know, I didn't really want to come back yet. Um, Somebody I was dating took a job in Kansas City. Um, and I was in Wichita, Kansas. So it kind of like allowed it to be like sort of short, more kind of closer, you know, like uh, instead of a long distance relationship. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that someone that just wants more experience coming out of it. And if you're like life permits, obviously, if you have like kids, you're married, it may be a little bit more difficult and maybe making decision making. But I was like, yeah, I did have you know, girlfriend and stuff, but like, I was kind of like single almost. I just was in the middle of nowhere. I applied to uh, UCLA AGD and University of New Mexico AGD. Didn't get a chance to get in either one, and in a post-match kind of situation with a transition from Dr. Woods to Dr. E- e- Ellich, um, He's a prosthodontist. He was the, the new program director it kind of maybe got a little bit of the buzz off of that program. It's like, oh, it's going to be a transition year for the program director. So I was very fortunate that I got into that, that residency. But, you know, I think if you're just trying to really hone in on your skills and if your life permits it, you know, if you're like, like life and just your circumstances permit it, I mean, how cool would it be to, um, you were saying earlier, like how it's like to have like a, an attending with you, you guys have kind of that, not luxury, but like that ability right now. How cool would it be to like really get your feet wet another year? A lot of these AGDs are doing advanced stuff, like, you know, all on floors, mm-hmm. you know, more my advanced stuff. Right. Yeah. So like, that's invaluable. I mean, I think my residency paid me 40K, you know, to, to do it. And that was kind of legit, you know, for the year. It wasn't like you know what you could be making when you get out and score a really good job, but I don't think you can put a price on that kind of value of that of that um, experience. So really, I think if you're trying to just really, really just get your feet more wet. AGD is good for you. Obviously, every AGD is different. Definitely do your research on maybe these AGDs are more IV or, you know, I know there's a GPR AGD, but maybe these AGDs, and I'm just not speaking about AGD, but GPRs, AGDs, yeah, so yeah. like yeah. it's, it's they're all different. So do your research on like maybe what they're more big on. Maybe they're more IB and wizzy, you know, mm-hmm. GPR, or, or this one's more like PROS, you know, my my attending was, or my program director was a PROS on so we got a lot of PROS kind of backgrounds.
2: What do you the, think was like helpful? When applying, like, what do you think puts you ahead when applying?
3: You're uh, talking about for and, and getting
2: accepted, yeah, for a residency.
3: Well, again, I mean, I, I my interviews really stunk. I mean, it really wasn't. I mean, I got the interview, but the interviews were just really bad. It was really just I was froze. A lot of the questions, I was like, dang. I was like, what What kind of questions? I can't remember. Yeah. To be honest with you, it was so long ago, it was like 2015, 2014. Yeah. You know, so like, I just know I wasn't prepared for those interviews. For whatever reason, I didn't get in those, but I post matched at Wichita State University, AGD. It was a brand new building. There's no dental schools in Kansas. So a lot of like people from all over the state were coming in town and to Wichita. And I got a really good experience there. I mean, it was just a really good, well-rounded experience. Another year to just kind of chill out before you know you you start hitting the real world. Because the real world mm-hmm. is no joke.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no joke. So let's talk about. So as you progress, like we're we're just going down the line here through your career. So now your your first year out, kind of you know, as when you became a doctor. How what would you recommend to a first year doctor?
3: Getting out. Yeah. Um. It's a good question. I mean, that's it's like you could I could answer anything for that question. I guess my thing is you know like I think the tendency is to get big eyes about like the new digital dentistry and the new technology and all these things you know like scanners and everything but if you don't know how to cut a prep or cut a crown or do the basics it's gonna you're only as as, as valuable as your weakest link you mm-hmm. know so if your skills are the weakest link that hundred thousand dollars CREC or something isn't gonna really do much for you so I think the biggest thing for me uh my advice would be just to really get into somewhere where maybe it's not glitz and glam, but you know, you're just gonna really get your feet wet because it may not be a forever thing, but really just like look into an opportunity where, you know, you're gonna be seeing a lot of patients because like we said earlier, you're gonna make mistakes. I mean, would you rather make, you know, like see like a few patients and make the mistake or see like a ton of patients and make the mistake, you know? So like, the more experience you get, just the more valuable the dentist you become and the more opportunities that may arise.
2: Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Guys, do you have any questions before we start wrapping things up here? So you're telling me that he answered every single <laughs> thing. <that you> <laughs> All right. We were pretty comprehensive tonight. I'm yeah, like, bro, no that right. would be a lot of bases. We went deep dive into yeah. technical details.
3: The only other thing I, I, I'd have to chime in and like if you were to ask like what's your best tip for like, just, yeah, it can yeah. be from a pre-dent, first year or just getting out or maybe seven 10 years out like don't underestimate the um, the knowledge kind of your lab technicians there's a lot of things that i've like learned from my lab technician you know like where was like i never done an overdenture well like were you going to talk me through this you know a lot of these lab technicians have, uh, back in the day used to be like you sent, you know, an impression and they would just make like cast frameworks and stuff, you know? Now a lab technician like has to be like super on point and like knowledgeable, I think um, uh, like Midwest Dental Arts, um, you know, their, 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 their leadership in their like local lab here, um, they're really very high high tech as far as like the knowledge of like their like, lab stuff that they're offering so like again i think that um you know it could be uh, your lab technician can definitely like help shed that learning curve Mm -hmm. for you
2: okay yeah that's super cool that's i mean we had some wild experiences with lab lab tech i guess i don't know who knows who knows what really happened but we get some crowns back and we're just like what did they do not Doesn't
3: good. look like a human tooth, that's for <laughs>
2: sure. Not good, I don't know, man. Yeah,
1: I don't know. We've had some some crazy things.
3: Oh know? yeah, I bet. Maybe they do it on purpose, just see so you like critical think or something? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> My lab was not very good either, I created really? it. was okay. like a lot, like, I remember like two hour occlusion appointments, mm-hmm. you know, like adjusting crowns, like it yeah. was like, Bro, this is really yeah not ideal. But, yeah. you know, you kind of learn, I guess. I don't deal know. with it, I, I guess, guess. Deal with it, you know. i got a couple other products. Um. I don't know if we got time to give shout outs or we could put it on like the little, yeah, whatever um, you want to do. But I mean, like, you know, like restorative dentistry, like they have these things called greater curve bands. Um, it's not like your traditional Toffelmeyer band. Like I think a lot of companies make different versions of it, but if you put a Toffelmeyer band and a greater curve band side by side, you'd see the difference. All it does is it allows you to just have a broader contact and they're really nice because they're almost like an MOD band where it really would engage like a deeper mm-hmm. portion of the tooth. So, you know, right. they're nice when you want to do a and core and a molar, you can isolate real well oh, nice. and, you know, cement and do your and your, your core. I use something called a contact pro. Um, it's like a little instrument that you can use for interproximal posterior restorative. It's like a little blue instrument that allows you to pull the band oh yeah i remember you were showing me this into the proximal and then you know your assistant can cure above like this little like lens that you know uh, is, is right where the area where you pull the band over very cool it's just like something where like you know if you're doing like a quadrant of dentistry or something it may be tough to like set up the garrison like for everything you know but you could do some teeth maybe with the normal Toffelmeyer bands. Like for example, clinical scenario, 29, 30, 31. Maybe they all have MODs or MOs or DOs, okay? Oh, thank you. you can maybe restore very easily 29 and 31 with like normal Toffelmeyer bands and then set up a greater curve band in the middle of both of them. Mm. And just be much more like quicker. You, know, you can restore the premolar yeah. and 31 like real quick and then just set up, you know, a, a greater curve on 30, on 30 and you get a really good uh, contact. Teflon tape. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. oh, have that's... you guys have you guys like uh, heard about Teflon tape? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. used it for uh,
2: class four on yeah, because it doesn't stick. It doesn't Nothing. stick.
3: That stuff is like the duct tape in dentistry. Mm-hmm. Um, the duct tape. I found that open tray impressions, although they were scarier in dental school and kind of getting out like early on, were like a little like less predictable, you know. But I found a way to make them more predictable. Like, um, if you do open tray, obviously you pick your stock tray um, and just make your little venting hole where you're going to be, like, you know, using the, the hex driver to re, like, uh, back out the the um, the screw. If you take a little end of your um, cotton tip applicator, like maybe just cut off the tip a little bit, what you can do is you can put that right in the like the channel of where you would put your hex driver, and then. It's perfect because when you go and see your tray with all the impression material, the little wooden stick sticks out of out of the hole, Mm -hmm. and so you let it set for about a minute, and you pull the little cotton tip applicator, little piece of wood out, Mm -hmm. and what it does is it provides like a perfect little channel for you to get your hex driver in. Very cool. And then once you unscrew it, you just pop the impression, and the thing's mine. I mean, it's very predictable.
2: Okay, so do you remember when we were doing the crown impression? What, what's the name of the copper top cop how,
3: how do you say it i can never remember what the name of it is. what were you talking about when we did the when, when the impression with the bleeding yeah, yeah so you can spend a fortune on these things called copper caps um, copper but, cap like, like one of these i forget the manufacturer that that makes it but um, bro this
2: is like money you guys gotta remember this for sure <laughs> no no because no. i after this week i started doing it for all my crown impressions okay so let's so let's kind of just set the set the table here so you do it. You do a crown prep, right? You get a lot of bleeding, but you have to take the impression. The problem is with the bleeding; it'll mess, it'll mess, up, mess the up the impression, impression, right? Sure. So you got to figure out, okay, should you put in anesthesia with epinephrine, a little visco stat, et cetera, et cetera. But he he showed me a way how to do it. It's like a homemade one to stop the bleeding. And now I have the whole my whole clinic is doing it,
3: doing it. I mean, it's like I said, you can get the copper caps from the, like the manufacturers and they're really expensive, but all you need to do is take a cotton roll and you've already packed your cord or, you know, however you want to manage, you know, the sulcus, um, cut off about maybe two, depending on where you're at in the mouth, maybe depends on how much you cut off of the tip of the cotton roll. Um, then you take the end of a mirror handle, and you kind of like burrow it in one of the ends and kind of dome it out a little bit. Hmm. And so then you're able to really place that over your prep, have the patient kind of bite on it for maybe like a minute or two as you get your assistant ready. I love doing uh, six handed uh, impressions. You know, Mm -hmm. I have two assistants with me You know, for impressions every time. One's more managing kind of the the moisture control in the mouth and also pulling the cord, helping retract. The other one's kind of loading the trays, you know, whether we're doing a full arch tray or a, a triple tray. I find it very predictable. So yeah, I mean it's endless. I mean we could be here forever. Um I don't think there's much more uh gems that I have as far as like stuff. Um again, Teflon tape money, um endo, we talked a lot about that. Um I mean, obviously you guys know about like rewalling and stuff. Like if you had a really like a big decay in a molar that like, you can access it without the rubber dam. Find your canals. Um And then take a little bit of Teflon tape, fill up, put it in the chamber. Mm -hmm. And then what that does is it allows you to kind of like control, like it'll be bleeding at this point, the chamber and stuff. Mm -hmm. But you put that Teflon tape there, then you can use like a greater curve band or something that allows you to isolate really good. And then you just like get a a really good bonding, you know, where you want to bond to and just use flowable, whatever you need to do. So you can kind of re-wall the tooth. And then what that allows you to do is to have just a better access to them when you put on your, um, Your rubber dam, you have a tooth now that the chamber can, you know, you could fill the the chamber with your irrigant and you know it's not gonna be like going everywhere. Flow out, yeah. Mm -hmm. Flow out. So the rewalling technique with the Teflon tape. um, there's something called an endo handle where it allows you to like, you know how sometimes it could be hard to like get access to your K files in like a molar, like number 18 or 31. There's something where it's like a handle where you can put a K file on the end of it. And now it's like you're using a pencil. So now you oh, can like okay. kind of like get into really tough access. I've used that Very a couple of cool. times. Okay. It's kind of a, like a little like uh, a saver because that's, sometimes you get those limited access mm-hmm. kind of patients and it just allows you to start canal preparation. And at that point then it's a little easier to, to, to negotiate and stuff. Very cool. Man, this
2: is a clinical one, technical. Yeah, I we almost need like a video of this. You know? You know, I thought I was pretty good with this number ten.
1: I suck. Like, I need to really go back with all these tips and everything on endo.
3: One one thing about endo, if you want to really get good at endo, all things Ashley. I think uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of him. All things Ashley. All things like dentist streaming. I, I think it is Ashley. It's on YouTube. This guy's. I mean, he's. I watched his videos all the time. He's a really? like twenty-year okay. dentist. Okay. You know, he he. Um, I think you knew about this. Like, if you take some uh, d- uh, extracted tea. Fill up like a little bowl or oh, bowl. this is a good one. A yeah. little like um, container of alginate, and if you stick the tooth in there, um, you can put a hole in the side of the cup where the alginate sets. Put your little hook from the apex locator in there, and so when you use your K file, it will make kind of that like you know the, uh, the current apex locator yeah. the current, so you can get really predictable with kind of like because I think that's one of the hardest things about about endo getting length and, and being reproducible in the glide path. So if you can just practice a ton uh, outside of the mouth and get a reproducible glide path. You're just gonna be so much more like a boss and prepared to like not make those kind of those bonehead mm-hmm. mistakes. I use orifice openers, oh, yeah. different manufacturers. You know, I, I really like the SX orifice opener. It's like really nice. I can swipe away from the danger areas, like defecations and really just like take away that triangle of dentin. Uh, that goes over your uh, access and your, your orifices, which really can get that straight line, access. straight line access and make your file go like kink. And that's where you, that's, where you, that's when you Great.
2: separate file. Does this sound like a form of language to you guys?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> right hey, now, yeah. <laughs> you Come
2: June, you guys will be yeah. money. You guys are about to take it. So like yeah, go true. back and literally listen
4: to everything you said about it. It'd be money. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think for me too, like there, were, I mean, obviously a lot of this clinical stuff like went right over my head like, I didn't know what you guys were talking about some of these instruments, but I think there were a lot of other gems too in this podcast outside of clinical, like some of the things you talked about, I mean, just little things that you said really stuck out to me. Like even when you talked about like, Hey, I learn a lot from my lab guys, you know, like having the humility, like dropping your ego and like being open to take lessons, wherever they are, you know, it makes you like such a better dentist, maximizing
3: your resources, maximizing
4: your resources and not getting discouraged like we talked a lot about mistakes and like my question at the beginning was like hey you know as a d1 i want to learn everything i don't know everything how do i get through this how do i become this perfect dentist you know dr jose and you're like hey listen i i had a hard time with my deck my courses as well you know i like i you know i barely made it or whatever and like i really grinded and it was tough And, hey, I pulled the wrong damn tooth in the Dominican Republic (laughs) or whatever, you know, like I did that mistake. But at the same time, like here I am and I know that you're really successful. Like I know you're doing great things. So to me, it was really cool to see like just the journey and the growth and like, hey, like I don't need to get so discouraged just because I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about right now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Exactly. So that was super cool. Motivation. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it was just it was very encouraging. Mm-hmm. So
1: that's I appreciate, really appreciate that.
3: Yeah. Awesome.
4: And another thing, too, is which is really humbling.
3: You
1: don't realize it, but lab techs see all dentists' work. Oh, yeah. So they know who's good and who's not because they compare. You know, it's not it doesn't take a brain surgeon to see, okay, this looks like a good crown prep versus a bad one. They see it all day. So that's humbling this, you know, for if they if they trust you and they instill, you know, in a good rapport with you you
2: probably have good work. And if not, you might need to work on your stuff. You know, so you, you ask like when you, when you're going to buy a practice, you call labs and say, who does really good work?
0: right? I'm going to give my a shout out.
3: Yeah. Uh, Premier one, uh, Richard, he's the head uh, lab technician there. We just switched to them within the last six months. And it's been a game changer. Like I see crowns, I would say 95% of the crowns I see are no adjustments, perfect nice. contacts, perfect occlusion, beautiful x-ray bite wings. You mm. know, it's very like, if you're going to spend the time to pack the cord and make your little copper caps and yeah. have the team on board and do a good prep and good isolation, like, then it better be like a five, 10 minute crown seat because yeah. nobody got time to be spending two visits and going crazy on both of them. Bro. I've
2: had a, a two and a half hour crown seat. Like, Oh man, nothing worse. man. Nightmare. Night, worse. Nightmares too, dude. Doctor
3: Roque, what do you do to take care of your lab techs? What I do to take care of my lab techs? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um, well, you know what? I think I think it's it's you. I think the lab tech will always kind of hear the bad stuff. You know, like a dentist calling and being mm-hmm. nasty or being
2: like. Bro, Amen. everybody always blames. Oh, sorry, it doesn't fit. This it, it, is a lot of <laughs> never the dentist's fault. <laughs>
3: how many times like how many times like have they probably heard, and I bet if they if you ask them, they probably would say like once in the last like year, where it's like a dentist calling you and and I'll call Richard sometimes and be like, hey Richard, man, you guys are spot on at, at X, Y, and Z. You know? Thank you. You know, this is working out great. And then there's times where we're not getting very much consistency and it's just like, hey, we just have a conversation. I doing something wrong is there something you guys are doing wrong and we just really just have that open kind of like trust and honesty with each other where it's like hey man we're both trying to get to the same uh you know uh, like end end result like happy patients like just as much as it costs us money and share time to do a redo it costs them you know like um time and resources too to do a remake and stuff like that yeah. so yeah I think just being nice like it doesn't it doesn't cost much to be nice
2: so yeah. fair enough like you could say the lab guys part of your team they're a team member and then recognition where recognitions do right
3: absolutely yeah yeah especially how premier one's doing right now it's 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 remarkable like it's so enlightening to just be like predictability so i think that's the, the biggest takeaway i think one of the things i shared with you dylan earlier is being a new grad or being someone that's just getting out or in school your best friend your buzzword right now is predictability okay because there's so many things you're going to be seeing over the next few years or months in your experience but if you can make things predictable boy i tell you what it really makes it makes things a lot easier
2: no doubt predictability all right so dr roque what an interview awesome interview
3: i appreciate you guys having me on it was really just yeah. fun i mean that is my roots. My roots is mentorship. I had an opportunity to shadow my, um, Dr. Kersey, my, um, amongst other Genesis health services, James McLeod. These are the guys that gave me the opportunity early on to shadow, to, um, ask questions, to be around this kind of stuff. So, you know, for me to be able to just spend this hour with you guys and just talk about pearls and just life. Uh, I just, I just feel really blessed and honored to be have that opportunity. Absolutely. So I was listening to sit down with
2: you. Yeah, I learned appreciate. so much. Yeah, definitely. This evening. I really did. Uh, any contact information, plugs that you want to give our audience to reach out?
3: Yeah, um, you know, the easiest way, uh, Instagram, uh, it's D-D-S, D as and Dog, D as and Dog S and Sam underscore R-O-Q-U-E, R-O-Q-U-E, D D S underscore Roque. And uh, my email is my first name, Jose, J-O-S-E dot my last name Roque R-O-Q-U-E dot D-D-S at gmail.com um, again I'm at Greenberg dental on Beerridge and McIntosh in Sarasota Florida um, if you know somebody in the area or, or just need somebody to get a second opinion or maybe even like a price match or a better deal like I bet they're not gonna beat my prices <laughs> 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 oh, let's go.
1: by the way just drop a follow for you so okay awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, of course. All right, guys, it's your boy, Matt Havis, signing off. That was Dr. Jose Roque, special guest, talking about all things AEGD, the pitfalls, the positives, everything in between. He discussed clinical procedures and dental materials to make those procedures much easier and to give your patient a better prognosis and a better time while in your chair, helping you to have patient retention and be the best possible dentist that you can possibly be. So, Big thanks to Dr. Jose Roque. Hopefully, we can have him on yet again to discuss all things dental practices. Whatever it is that you guys want to hear, he's the man to talk about it. So, as always, follow us on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. We love to hear from you guys. We want to know what you guys have to think. Let's make this the best podcast we can for you. As always, stay safe and vibe on.